This is Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Ed Cannon, the president of FEBC. Ed, we're a relatively new podcast, and one of the things we hope to do is to be a little more current with information than what we're able to do on the radio many times, and today's a good example of that. Well, we have the privilege of having in studio today Rudy Weens, who's in charge of our Central Asia Ministries, and particularly today what has been in the news in the last few days are the recent developments in the country of Kyrgyzstan. So Mm -hmm. first, welcome, Rudy. We're happy to have you with us today. Wow, thank you for having me. Uh, And secondly, maybe more importantly, um, the country of Kyrgyzstan is little known to many people here in the United States. We hear the name, we know about where it is. We don't know much about the country, nor do we know much about FEBC's ministry there. So before we get into the recent news, could you just share a little bit with us about why FEBC is there and what the country is like? Well, it's a beautiful country of 6.3 million people, uh, very mountainous, you know, like 97% 97% are mountains, tall mountains, the mountains of heaven, if, as they, they are called, the yeah. Chen Shan. They are beautiful. And um, as a matter of fact, on September 21, we started, we launched the 6FM station in the country. Amazing. So it's amazing, yeah. So the, the network of FM station is broadcasting, and of course, the big happenings last week, um, which um, made news worldwide, you know, so the next revolution, as they call it, mm. so they are used mm. to revolutions in 05, the 2010, and so now is the 2020. So the change of governments, that's uh, it's quite democratic, but lots of um, uh, mobs involved and so on, so they are those things. So that's what happens, and we are broadcasting there. It's a Muslim country, Islamic country, you know, so ni- over 90, close to 100%. So they are, uh, you know, kind of um, uh, quite secular, traditional, but we are sharing the gospel there. Hmm. It's a fascinating country. It really is, Rudy. I know you've spent a lot of time there. Just having those six radio stations is news enough, I think. That's an amazing story of God's provision there in Kyrgyzstan. And the news you're talking about, uh, Americans may not be as aware of this as we really need to be because we don't often focus on the international news as much as we need to. But uh, if you go to some place like Reuters, you get the story of what happened in Kyrgyzstan. So it's a political uprising, right? Tell, Tell us what's going on. Uh, well, uh, corruption is quite common there, you know, so the governments are changing. And so there was the previous, uh, what was it, October 4th was the election of the parliament. And uh, people didn't go along with it because um, actually the government created three parties and so they all made it. And so so it was not not accepted. And that has been annulled, basically. The president has ac- accepted the resignation of the prime minister. So the cabinet has been resigned, you know, kind of. And so now they're supposed to be uh, the common or the next election. But it's lots of unrest, and these kind of times, you know, mobs and looting is going on, and the policing is uh, very bad, and so that's where where the challenges come. And our people there, of course, in Bishkek, they are afraid, especially minority groups. They are getting looted very often, so... Our studio is basically, they work from behind the clo- closed uh, doors and windows. 
You know, it's interesting. We're very familiar these days with the looting and riots and protests. But I think looking at the photographs that Rudy has shown me about what's going on in Kyrgyzstan, what we see here in this country pales in comparison to what's going on there. The numbers of people in the streets are in the tens of thousands, and the damage that's being done is just unbelievable. So I, I think we need to have a a deeper appreciation for the severity of what's happening there. Didn't you tell me, Rudy, that there was a significant leader who had actually been in jail and the mobs broke him out of the jail and reestablished him in the government? That's pretty shocking. Well, that's true. And one of those that he, I think he was already six years in prison, now he is uh, the self-announced prime minister. Wow. <laughs> well, that's quite different than what we're experiencing here. <laughs> Rudy, is there any concern for safety among our staff in Kyrgyzstan? Uh, yes, it is, but it, it would be more like casualties. So our ministry in Kyrgyzstan is not political. So we are not, um, you know, kind of campaigning against anyone and so on. But we are the voice of hope, of health, you know, in that sense of support, of, of uh, service, and that's for that reason we don't have real big enemies you know so but it's uh, when when there's unrest you know it's people just getting crazy you know and then they're looting and rioting and so on and that's a problem you know interestingly i had the opportunity to travel with rudy in kyrgyzstan several times and for me there was such a cultural misunderstanding of what we think about that country one of the things that goes on there often is this kidnapping of brides and we actually witnessed some of that going on rudy would you share with our listeners a little bit about what that means wait well, a minute you said kidnapping of brides yeah just listen wayne you'll well, find this fascinating okay Right. That's happening. That's uh, culturally acceptable. So 15,000 girls are being kidnapped into marriage every year. And not a single guy is in prison, to our knowledge, you know, because, you know, when, you co when people complain, they say, well, I got married that way. Among our co-workers, basically, there are a number of people that were, that they, where their parents got married that way. You know, the bride was kidnapped. And so that's, that's kind of the norm almost there. And so it's so shocking to us. I need to be clear about what Rudy is saying. This kidnapping means if someone decides there's a young woman that they want to marry, instead of proposing to her, asking her for a hand, they literally kidnap the young woman, live with her long enough, then they just say, well, for all practical purposes, we're married, and that becomes their bride, and it's kind of accepted, oh. is it not, in the culture? Yes, it's quite accepted, but of course, you know, kind of a big percentage, it's very sad, you know, because there's domestic abuse and there's, you know, rape is involved in that very often, and so that is a sad story. And so, of course, we on our broadcast, we talk about these matters, and we talk, of course, from the Christian perspective, you know, and so on, and that is actually why we are liked, because in general, the, even the officials, they like our approach, of course, you know, the biblical approach, you know, so uh, marriage for love, not for uh, ki was kidnapping. Yeah. Well, this unrest is just a week ago. It's just a week old. Um, and of course, you don't have a crystal ball there, Rudy, but where do you think it's headed? What, what's going to happen here? Well, uh, somebody said, uh, a friend of mine, you know, so, uh, from Kyrgyzstan, he said that uh, the Kyrgyz people are used to revolutions. So the, the one in 2005, the unrest happened for several months. Then in 2010, it was several weeks. And now 
we hope it will be several days only. <laughs> so that's, that's what they say. So, I mean, in spite of the difficulties and challenges, what, what we are talking among ourselves, and that's a minority, you know, of Christians, we say there are opportunities, always there will be opportunities to share the good news, and that's what we are committed to. So we hope for the best. We hope that there will be the new elections, you know, soon, and and some decency, you know, some kind of civility will prevail. In the meantime, we all need to continue to pray for Rudy and his staff there. As, yeah. uh, essentially, Kyrgyzstan is an unchurched nation uh, from the Christian perspective. I think Rudy was taking me around some towns when we were there, and there are no churches at all, none, zero presence of the Christian church. So uh, not only do they have this challenge of huge political unrest, they have these cultural challenges where people are freely kidnapping their potential brides, and now also it's difficult for the people there because even if they do find faith in Christ, they don't have a church to go to. Hmm. Yeah, I just talked with Ulan Beck, our national director, and he said that the, the announcers, and so of course they are confused, how can we broadcast now? You know, we don't want to be behind the moon as we say it in, yeah. you know, in, in, those, in those parts. So we don't want to ignore and, and keep on broadcasting as, not, as nothing happens in the country. But we want to keep apolitical, you know, mm-hmm. we don't want to take sides. And so the decision that was made, like Ulan Beck says, that basically we are committed now to in these days of unrest to basically uh, communicate opportunities for service because the stores are closed, mm-hmm. the businesses are closed, mm-hmm. the the hospitals often are afraid, you know, so and so, and we're to get some help. And we talk about those matters, uh, talk about hope, uh, try to communicate um, um, hope and, and goodness, basically, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, goodness that people will come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rudy, you mentioned Ulenbeck, who's our manager there in of the stations. How many people are associated with the radio ministry of FEBC there? How many people are there that we should be praying for right now? Well, it, it, all the broadcast is done live from the Bishkek studio. Basically, these are the, all the six stations. They have the same broadcast that's sim- simulcast, which makes it easy because now there's no roaming. You know, people call, can call in and and participate in the broadcast uh, countrywide. It's again, it's not a big country. You know, it's six point three million people, and the phone system works. And so we use a satellite, of course, to provide the signal to the to the transmitters. And uh, that's amazing that we can do that in a yes. country like Kyrgyzstan, a Muslim yeah. country. Yeah. Of course, the government tries to be secular, you know. So, but uh, there are extreme groups, and those are the most people that the most the, the groups that our people are afraid of. Yeah. So, with the technology, Ed, we don't have a lot of people on the ground there, but we do need to pray for that staff. Yeah. One of my favorite stories that's ever come to me through the ministry of FEBC comes from Kyrgyzstan. And if you don't mind, Rudy, I'd like to share this, and you can chime in if I'm getting any part of it wrong. But one day, uh, there was a young woman who had a, a, a sort of an abusive father. He was abusing his wife and his daughter, and she was suicidal. Uh, and she decided instead of committing suicide, she was going to run away from home. She lived in a small town way far away from Bishkek, but she knew that Bishkek was a large city and would probably provide for her uh, a job and something to do. And so she went to the city of Bishkek, 
and found a few Christians there and found that she had interest in becoming a believer in Jesus Christ, became a Christian, and then thought, well, maybe this Christian radio station, which is here, might have a job for me. So she came to FEBC to become an employee. She probably wanted to sweep the floors or any job that would be available, but she had a wonderful voice and a great intellect. Rudy and the staff there turned her into a broadcaster, and she started broadcasting much the same time that we were building a brand new station in the town called Issacool. Unbeknownst to her, her broadcasts that were going out were heard in her hometown, Issacool, which is now the new radio station. And it was her voice that her parents heard Uh on the radio and began the process of them coming to know Jesus Christ as Savior. That a great story. Just today, I got got some prayer requests, and so this broadcast of ours, uh, so she's asking to pray for her son, who is now growing up, uh, late teenage age, and, and her husband, and also the father. The mother is a follower of Christ, but the father is still not not where we want him, want him to be, so we're praying for her family as well. Yeah, we certainly are, and mm. and uh, in a very serious fashion, I I say she knows progress. She said, "Yes, my father is not yet a believer, but at least he's stopped drinking." Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we have to understand the culture and the yeah. world we live in. But yeah, let's pray for her and her yeah. family and other broadcasters like her in places like Kyrgyzstan because yeah. they just need our prayer support. Uh, this it's interesting, like in countries like Kyrgyzstan. It's you have many more followers of Christ who are young. It's much more difficult for aged people, you know, uh, like grown ups, you know, to to be, to change to follow Christ, you know, in that sense, because so strict, strong traditions, and that is that is a prayer request. We pray for the fathers, mothers, for grandfathers and grandmothers more than for the the young people have an easier time to be open. Uh, open to listen to hear the gospel. Yeah. So it's an interesting. It's the other way around than here, I think. Well, Rudy, we're going to ask you to pray because you've you've invested a big part of your life in this particular country, this former Soviet Republic of Kyrgyzstan. These six radio stations have been built now, which is a miracle in and of itself, and they are having such an outreach there among the largely Muslim population. But Ed, should we ask Rudy to pray uh, as we've been talking about these things here today, the the political unrest, the the spiritual battle that's going on, the influence of our Christian radio ministry there? Uh, let's pray together. Yeah, and, and the faith and perseverance of our broadcasters. Right, right. Rudy, please. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Olan Beck, for Janish, for Seal, for all the other broadcasters behind the microphone there in Bishkek. I pray that you would give them wisdom, the right words, especially in this time of unrest, to reach out to the people, that the people would feel your spirit and turn to you for help, for salvation, for life. And we know that you are at work there, and we pray that you would work, especially through our new station in Osh, in the south there, that many, many people will listen and will respond, will open their heart to the truth. In Jesus' name. You know, Wayne, as we close, I just would be remiss if I didn't say that uh, Rudy himself has had a magnificent career with FEBC. He was the voice of our Russian broadcasts 
on shortwave radio for decades, yep. Rudy was. His voice is so well known through that part of the world, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And now he's serving in Central Asia, Kyrgyzstan, and Kazakhstan. We're grateful, Rudy, for your faithful service and your diligence in serving FEBC. Yeah, well, there's a joy to be a part of FEBC for so many years. Indeed. It's a joy to have you on board. Well, this has been so helpful to learn about uh, what's going on there, both politically and, more importantly, ministry-wise, uh, through FEBC in the country of Kyrgyzstan. I urge our listeners, Ed, to go to our website, because there is more information there. There's some videos there as well that are quite powerful. That will give you even more of a background and a briefing on this, this country. Uh, go to febc.org. Rudy, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And Ed, I guess we'll wrap it up there for this edition of Until All Have Heard. This is fun to do. I'm glad we have this opportunity. Thanks, Wayne. You've been listening to Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company.